0: to another episode of highly spiritual <laughs> today I have Jojo joining me she's joining us from LA and I'm super excited um, we had a little chat before I'm hopping on here and it was so much fun it's like we've known each other for a long time um, hi Thea, welcome Hey Jojo. Okay, I can ask you there we go. Sent you a request. Hi Nats. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Let's see how this works. Waiting. We're waiting for it to work. We're waiting for it to work. Hello. (laughs) Super excited for this. I think it will be amazing. And I hope you guys are having a great Sunday. Lots going on in the sky today, which actually, Thea and I are going to speak about later. Right, Thea? Because it's a lot, a lot. Oh, no, she's unable to join. Okay, let's try again. Mm -hmm. Well, it worked. Well, Mercury retrograde. Yes, it here works. I am. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Good to see you. And you, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was I was just saying um actually I don't know if anyone was on here yet when I was saying it. So I'm going to repeat it. I was just saying that we were chatting before this and it was so much fun. Um Hi. and like we've known each other forever. But Mm -hmm. we just started talking 20 minutes ago.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's just like this soul connection already.
0: Too real. our
1: past, too.
0: (laughs) Mm, For sure. And I find it really interesting that you stay in L.A. And I lived in L.A. for a while, but we never crossed paths. And here we are. I'm in the Philippines and you're in L.A. And somehow we're connected.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's like in the end, we always end up connecting some way or another. Which is so awesome
0: so yeah okay <laughs> let's jump right into it and start with your um sun moon and rising Ooh, here we go <laughs> so as i was telling
1: you earlier so my sun is in aquarius and then my moon is in capricorn which is very interesting because aquarius is so airy my moon which is supposed to be my emotions is so grounded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my rising is Leo. So it's like, fire and air and, and earth. And it's like, I've been implementing it, like throughout years and years of just realizing that this is what it is. And just trying to figure out like, what does it mean with me in particular?
0: Yeah. How, yeah. How fascinating. I have um fire, earth and air too. Maybe that's another reason that we just flowed super well um but so interesting to think that your inner world is the grounded side do you feel Mm -hmm. that
1: kind of (laughs) so I think with like my Capricorn like so much of my chart is Capricorn but I've always identified more with my Aquarius so it's been kind of like this like push and pull to learn how to actually ground into my Aquarius because I always have preferred my Aquarius side yeah like detached almost from my Capricorn because it's like oh Capricorn is so responsible like Capricorn is so serious like you know just like the things that mainstream media tells us about the signs which obviously there's so much more to them and uh, I actually have been seeing a sky astrologist. I don't know if you've ever heard of sky astrology before.
0: No, tell me more. It's
1: so interesting. It's like basically like, you know, how Western astrology is based on um, like the planets of like where they were in the sky, like years and years and years ago yeah. with sky astrology, it's actually like, where were the planets actually when you were born? So it kind of changes your sign a little bit which I found was really interesting because my chart changed. But Mm. it's not necessarily so much that it changed what was so fascinating. It was more so that the chart itself shows that you are every sign. It's just certain signs are more so expressed in different ways, which is so interesting.
0: Mm. Is it similar to Vedic astrology in any way?
1: Honestly, I haven't really studied Vedic, so I'm not
0: 100% sure. Interesting. All right. I'm going to yeah. look into it later. Yeah, That's fascinating, awesome. though. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. Also, I find it so fascinating that you said you, um, you're learning to ground into your Aquarius, which shows that like <laughs> the best way to ground into Aquarius is to integrate Capricorn because grounding, right? So right. Fascinating. Yeah. Wordplay. <laughs> what, it, what it really means
1: to ground, too. Because it's one thing to like ground yourself like in the earth, but really ground yourself like into the collective and kind of like absorb everything, like the wholeness of the energy that we feel and just express it on your own, which is so cool to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's so interesting. Very well put. <laughs> um okay so now that we know your signs why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do yeah
1: so i am uh, i studied psychology i've always wanted to be a doctor so kind of went down the medical route and like that's a whole nother story for another time (laughs) (laughs) but after like just being so burnt out i was like wait it all starts with your mind because mm. the reason I even wanted to be a doctor in the first place was I wanted to be a dermatologist. I wanted to help fix people's skin because I wanted them to feel beautiful and be able Aww. to show like their truest expression in the world. And then obviously during my studies, I was like, oh my gosh, but it really does like start with the mind. Like you can be mm-hmm. the prettiest person in the world, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have the confidence or the wisdom that you seek or whatever it is you know that fulfills you so I studied psychology and then now I'm doing something very different (laughs) Uh, yeah because I'm selling cars for a living but it's not just any cars I'm selling Teslas so I'm changing the world one Tesla at a time (laughs) you're
0: essentially selling a philosophy more than you're selling cars aren't you
1: Yeah, that is very true because it's a lot of like, you know, old programs that kind of have to die, like people's fear of going electric because they think that the car is going to die just while your phone dies and (laughs) that they're not ready for this responsibility. But in reality, like it's just a different way of seeing it. Like it's such a different perspective to think about Charging something just like you would charge yourself, like when you go to sleep at night, it's like you plug in your car at night,
0: it's not that <laughs> big of a deal, <laughs> it's gonna be okay, right? <laughs> That's so funny. You'll,
1: you'll to um, see tomorrow, like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Very, very interesting that you're likely using your um, psychology degree a lot as you're selling cars or selling the philosophy of cars, because that probably Mm -hmm. helps you have like such profound ideas, given that you are Mm -hmm. also working on a spiritual journey.
1: Yeah. And if anything, what it's taught me is just navigating life with different kinds of people, because I mean working especially because I work at a mall is like I see a lot of different people come through and so it's really taught me like how how to behave in a public setting around different kinds Mm. of people because it's like really you could get like the the rapper who's like super cool and like wants like (laughs) everything blacked out and like you know just wants like floss and have a sick ass (laughs) car or you could get like the librarian who just wants to trade in their Prius and like it's it's just really interesting to just meet different people and kind of like match them like where they're at and be able to be more than just like a salesperson but be like a trusted companion through the process.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So good I'm like analyzing what you're saying and factoring in like your science and I see it completely like Tesla and Um, being an Aquarius Sun and changing the world just by selling like cars that are so good for the world as compared to other cars, right? And then Capricorn just being so good about it, making sure you're able to help them and manage it. And Leo just showing up as like super open, super friendly and loyal and willing to help them till the end. It's like a perfect match for the perfect position. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Know, do you feel like do you feel like um you pick up on a lot of a lot of people's energies when you're at the mall like the whole day? Do you feel like some days you get home and you're exhausted and you're like I don't even know why I'm exhausted?
1: Mhm. Yeah, like all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I think just being an empath in general like we can all agree that your environment is everything. So if you feel unsafe, not not that the mall is unsafe at all, but I think it could be like overstimulating for an empath because we're already just so Mm -hmm. sensitive to Mm -hmm. the world around us. So like sometimes I'll be at work and I'll notice like my heartbeats going crazy because I'm in the middle of a conversation with someone, my phone is ringing, the music is loud, like there's other people screaming, like it's just, there's so much energy there that for me, and Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I'm also a Reiki healer. Mm -hmm. Um, So like with that Reiki energy, I actually got attuned to Reiki right before I started this job. And Ah. my Reiki master was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, like you're going to be doing God's work out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's very fascinating.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like you said, like it does teach you more about, you know, being being centered <laughs> within yourself like in a in a big environment like that
0: yeah yeah and i i think it really takes self discipline to be like you know what i care so much for my like it's so easy after a day like that at the mall exhausting having spoken to so many random different people to go home mm-hmm. and be like i'm done i'm just going to tap out i'm going to either watch a show or i'm going to go to sleep but it's so different to be like, hey, you know what? That was very interesting. I'm going to integrate it as I mm-hmm. let it go. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Especially because I, I know you can relate to this too. It's like, people are our mirrors. So it's like the more people that you meet, the more you're exposing yourself to these triggers. And then it really helps you highlight like the places that you still need work and you still need healing because when you do get triggered obviously there's like some part of you that still has some kind of emotion tied towards whatever the circumstances so I usually do use it to my benefit to be like okay like this person said this to me and it made me feel this way why Mm -hmm. yeah do you feel like you feel that way a lot too
0: yeah yeah a lot for sure but I feel like it's so for me personally it's so important to kind of not always go and dig deep into it but kind of collect it and then at one time sit with myself and I'm like okay this 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 because when I keep going into it at separate times I think I fall too deep and then have to mm-hmm. build back up really high and then again I fall too deep <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> then it's kind of just like okay I'm going to float until I'm ready to integrate and release all of it and then I'm going to come back and then mhm yeah, that happens yeah. for me. But interesting you said that because you're, you also said that you're a ref- reflector, right, in um, mm-hmm. human design. And so you probably also feel it on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. you're able to even reflect back to the people that are just coming in to buy cars, like mm-hmm. what their own beliefs and ideas and systems and structures within themselves are.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's so weird being a reflector like I will notice myself sometimes being super awkward like where it's like cringe where you're (laughs) just like oh like why am I doing this and then like I'm totally reflecting like the person that I'm with and then the moment they leave then I kind of like come back to like my neutral state oh my god how weird and like to the outside world like it could look weird but then it's like that person probably feels comforted by that because then they're like oh like I don't know subconsciously I'm sure they sense the energy so they're they feel better about it which I think ultimately helps me but it has been like a whole process to integrate Mm. just feeling feeling so many feels
0: (laughs) (laughs) feeling so many feels yeah plus you're in Aquarius plus there are five planets in Aquarius right now so plus Pluto Mm -hmm. is in Capricorn which is like death death rebirth and transformation and that's your moon so i feel like that's a lot of integration going on for you
1: <laughs> right
0: oh man i
1: feel like you need like a huge poster of all of them all times <laughs> just to kind of like watch and, and keep in contact with like the outer world because there's so much happening and just like the 3d as well
0: yeah yeah wow yeah and anytime you feel like you need to be doing more just look at that poster and be like wait these are all the things that I'm going through right now according to the stars so I think I'm doing enough like I'm doing good mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, and for that we
1: live that too then we inspire other people to start believing in it because I still definitely see a, a huge split between like People that are open, and then people that are just think that this is all crazy mumbo jumbo woo stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I really want to <laughs> dive deeper into that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow us to. Yeah, let's shift the tangents.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, everything you say, <laughs> I want to learn more. It's all so interesting. Um, okay, but you already touched on it. Um, so, I think we can just bring it back. so you were talking about reflecting back um or noticing right our inner mm-hmm. triggers and how and how when someone says something to us, we're kind of like, Oh, that was not fun oh wait you're you are mm-hmm. reconnecting i don't see you, mm-hmm. oh, there we go okay, you're back yeah <laughs>
1: you're right. <laughs>
0: I told you. All right. Okay. So we were going to talk about our, let's dive right into inner children or inner child and inner child work, because I also think that um, I've said this a lot, but to understand a sign, you really need to understand the polar opposite of the sign. And because there is so much going on in Aquarius, you really need to understand Leo and Leo is the sign of like the child, the inner child. Mm -hmm. and so maybe we can talk about um understanding our inner children and their needs but i want to segue into this by saying that we were talking about how we both studied abroad or like not abroad but studied away from our families Mm -hmm. and then came back to Um, where we lived with our families before we left to study and then we kind of woke up to all of these inner wounds and triggers and um, Mm -hmm. different things that we didn't even realize we had within us (laughs)
1: right yeah um powerful yeah i i just had a flashback when you were saying that so before so i lived with my parents until i went away to college when I was like 22 or so maybe 21. And I remember like around that time before I left, I was like complaining to a friend or something. And she was like, man, you're being you're like really negative, like you should work on like how negative you are. And I was like, so triggered by that. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not negative. Like, I'm like, realistic, I'm paying attention to like, what's going on. And then after I moved away to school, I started realizing, like, oh my gosh, I'm actually so positive. Like, I was so grateful all the time and, like, inspiring positivity in others. And then when I would come home, I'd notice, like, my mom being, like, very negative, very, like, complainy. And then it hit me that, like, my whole life, pretty much before that, I thought that that was normal. And I thought that that was me. I just kind of took on this, like, perspective of the way that my mom saw the world. When in reality, like I see the world completely different, and so by moving back home, it's been a lot of learning how to balance like my own like, you know, like woo woo, like crazy like outlook on life versus my mom's where it's like more negative because it's so like realist focused. When I whereas like I I do definitely believe that is a generational thing. Like in their generation. It's a lot easier to get stuck on like what's like actually happening and create this whole story out of it and then tell a story to all of your friends and tell it year after year after year and like create it this whole like negative scenario when in reality <laughs> it was something that like could have been cleared like right then and there, but you chose to like hold Prolong on to on that. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know about you, but like do you notice like your mom? more so than like other people like having like a impact on you as a a, a child too
0: um I think absolutely yes and I feel a lot of the same way that when I went abroad or when I when I was in the states I was so positive and I was like super happy all the time and you know, just such a different person. And then I was like, wait a second, this is actually me. The person I was when I was at home was somebody that was influenced by living Mm -hmm. um, with, because right now too, I live with my whole family. Mm -hmm. And so it's just too many, um, too many personalities in our heads, I feel like, because then we're trying to be ourselves and we're trying to embrace our woo-woo-ness and we're trying to, you know, do all these things. But then we have so many family members, moms, um, women, I feel like also in our lives that then play into our personalities now. And Mm -hmm. interesting because um, as I'm talking about this, I'm just remembering what I learned that we, I don't know, might be a tangent, but we we (laughs) began and we started off in our grandmother's belly. Yes. Right, because our grandma held our mom, and our mom held us. So the mm-hmm. egg that held our mom was in our grandma, and so our actual origin <laughs> is our <laughs> is our grandma. And I was studying something at some point, and oh, who was it? Who was it? I think it was Jenna Romer, mm-hmm. but she said that um, if you want to learn more about your personality. Learn more about what your grandma was doing while she was pregnant with your mom. Mm,
1: whoa! And that's
0: that one. Yeah, it's very fascinating because then, in learning that, that'll teach you a little more of what you're a little more inclined to do on a very subconscious level because you weren't actually there, but you were. Your your spirit mm-hmm. was there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I feel that, and I even had a vision of that, like, right before you said that.
0: (laughs) Beautiful.
1: Yeah, because especially with my family, and I would love to hear your story as well, being from the Philippines, um, but with my family, like, we're Eastern European, um, we're Bulgarian, and, like, my grandma was basically born, like, into the war, and then um, Bulgaria was under, like, slavery for 500 years, so it's, like this generational trauma that was just like holding them back and then even like my grandma like the the way that she raised my mom was very like 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 a child like even in her adulthood she was like you can't leave the house you can't do this like they were just very very strict on my mom Mm -hmm. and so I see that play in because it's like they went through like all this like slavery whatever and then they went through communism and it's like just all these systems and that are still programmed like in my DNA where it causes me to kind of like not want to be vulnerable and like not want to show my real self and like have to kind of put on like this like hard ex- to fit into the world. But then I'm like, wait, that's not me. Like I'm not this like hard, tough person. Like I want to be soft and I want to be sensitive and I want to just like feel everything, you know, but back then it was like a defense mechanism for them. Like they couldn't feel everything. So they had to toughen up. And for us, I think the real key in like diving deeper within ourselves and like living like the life that we want to live and, you know, being like not necessarily successful, but successful, I guess, in our own way, whatever that means to us is like unlocking that Mm -hmm. and realizing like this is their story and like just turning the page and like not having to carry that with us even though all of our lives they've like preached and preached and preached and now it's like sorry but no and like you don't want to make their life feel like invalid but like for us like it really isn't relevant anymore like it's time to clear it all. Wow
0: that was all so good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like taking a second to all come in because that was all such relevant relevant information, and it also makes me think of how they say that when we um, solve generational trauma, we solve five generations forward and five uh, seven generations <laughs> forward and seven generations back right yeah um but that's so beautiful, and i I relate because. Um, so I'm from the Philippines. I've lived in the Philippines my whole life, but I am Indian. So my grandparents um, my grandparents lived in India, and then um, my mom lived with them in India, and then they moved to the States. But before they moved to the States, they got her married, and she was 18. Um, and it was an arranged marriage. And so I feel similar in the way that maybe they weren't as strict with her but then she then became a wife and lived under a mother-in-law and her husband as an arranged marriage so it was more about service right and then a year after she had one kid the year after she had another kid so then that's like at 20 years old two kids living under a mom-in-law and a husband and having to do so much and serve so much and give so much and I think just witnessing that has made me feel like I need to do that or not even only just witnessing that be- being taught that mm-hmm. has made me feel like that's what I'm meant to do like I grew up with the notion that um a lot of people here when they go and study abroad they come back home and they work in their family business so uh-huh. I grew up with that notion that when I grow up I'm gonna work with my dad but it was like I'm gonna grow up I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna grow up I'm gonna go to college um, and for me I was like no I'm gonna live there I'm gonna change it I'm gonna make a different lifestyle whatever uh-huh. but I did end up coming back home and working with my dad for a very different reason and it was because I felt that You know, I want to help him. I need to help him because he's my dad. But then again, it's um, what was I getting at here? Oh, what I was getting (laughs) at was (laughs) the the whole my whole life as I grew up, I was taught that this is what I would have to do. But Mm -hmm. I said I would never do it. And now here I am doing it. Mm -hmm. So, or like here I was for the past four years doing it. Now I'm doing it at a different capacity because in the past two or three years, I've had this spiritual awakening and been like, what the heck? This is not what I'm meant to do. And this is not what brings me joy, Mm -hmm. but I still want to help. And that shows me like my way of healing this trauma. That's like, I want to help because I'm, that's been like put in my head. My job is to help, but then Mm -hmm. also, being us we're now realizing there's so much more to us Mm -hmm. that you're Um, not just
1: meant to join the
0: workforce and
1: yeah what industry is it if you don't mind me asking
0: it's um medical equipment
1: oh oh wow yeah (laughs) so (laughs) great opposite from the creative path that you want to be on
0: (laughs) exactly exactly yeah um but but similar to your story right where you moved away and went back and realized all these wounds that you then had to heal Mm -hmm. um i feel like this is what and this is what i was telling you just now that we had this epiphany before we got on this call that a lot of the people that are probably doing this work are people our age that have gone away to study or gone away to work or gone abroad for different things and then gone back Mm -hmm. home and then noticed the changes and been like, wait a second, this is not who I was when I wasn't around all of this.
1: Right. Yeah. Like this old environment, like doesn't fit you anymore. Yeah, totally agree. I think I've been connecting with a lot more people that are in the same boat, which is why I was like, oh, of course you're in the same boat Mm. as me too. Because I think whatever is like happening in the planet, whatever happened like pre-COVID, during COVID, like now, whatever, it's kind of like forcing us to clear that those like really like deep and um, like stagnant, like energies that have just like been within us for so long. And like a huge one is family.
0: Mm, especially with being stuck at home and especially if you're living with family that every day it's just one trigger after the other like a little like dartboard and so many darts just hitting you
1: (laughs) right (laughs) I know I'm so lucky because my sister is in the same boat as us too and she lives with me so like we'll just disconnect from everyone. And we're like, Oh, my God, can you believe this?
0: <laughs>
1: but that that's another thing that I want to move past, though, too, is like, having, like the compassion to be able to like, remove yourself from the situation, and just like, objectively view it because we have the capacity to versus like, just fueling like that fire, like if you're having an argument with someone in the household, instead of, you know, like continuing to spew fire and like just causing all this negativity for no reason. Like I've been kind of just like disconnecting myself, um, which is interesting too because I think this is like a defense mechanism that I learned when I was a child mm. because we like moved to America and my parents had so much on their plate and I was the older one, so I practically like raised my sister and took care of her all the time. And then I also, like, went to school and, like, did everything. So it was a lot of just, like, forcing me to just grow up and be, like, my own independent adult and, like, my own thinker because my parents didn't tell me what to do. They were just kind of, like, good luck and they obviously had enough going on. So I emotionally didn't have that kind of, like, support system to just like vent or cry or whatever. So I kind of just like internalized everything and like kept going. And I think because of doing that at a young age, now I do it as an adult and I notice it all the time where I just kind of like, once again, like I was saying, like having that hard shell, like I'll like put my hard shell on like for defense. And then I'm like, wait, like I don't, I don't need to wear this hard shell. Like the world is not Mm -hmm. this cold, scary, hard place. Like I can literally open up to like anyone on Instagram, which I freaking mm. love. Like <laughs> the spiritual community on Instagram is so healing. I have I have two accounts. I have my personal account. I have my golden activation, which is this one, which is more so like my spiritual healing stuff. And it's complete night and day. Like my other account is like everyone's like looking for the next place to get drunk everyone's like, <laughs> just, like watching sports, like eating meat, like doing all this stuff. And on my spiritual account, like I just feel like all this inspiration to like be a better person. And like, mm. it has kind of helped me like during this COVID time too. instead of just having like my circle of friends or like my circle of coworkers or my family, it's like I have this whole other world that I'm now starting to tap into hence like how we met so synchronistically so it's it's just such a cool (sighs) thing to know that there is this like other other world that agrees with your inner world
0: Mm. yes yes to all of that And exactly the same for me, I have my own personal account, which is all like people going out, like uh, having dinners and getting drunk and whatever. And then there is is this account, which I get to have like, real spiritual, um, Mm -hmm. substantial conversations. And it's amazing to see like, people watching these things, right? Like, thank you, everyone that's on here watching. That's amazing. And also, like, thank you for being down to just talk because I think that's ultimately part of, we're talking about, like, healing this inner wound, right? And this is part of how we do it. Just talk about it and share about it and understand Mm -hmm. how it may be unfolding and happening in others, which then kind of gives us an idea of, maybe it's already unfolding in us and we don't even know it, right? We don't even know (laughs) that we're already working through these inner childhood wounds. But right now, you and I, as we're speaking through everything that we've lived through, it's kind of giving it an avenue to turn into something more um, Aquarian, more visionary, because (laughs) we know what we've been through or what the generation before us has been through.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that you said that It's so important to share it. I saw something the other day that said uh, share is the opposite of shame.
0: So Mm. it's like by sharing
1: about it, like you're automatically like bringing it to light.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And I also especially love how um, all of us are like openly practicing magic like reiki tarot cards astrology all of this back Mm -hmm. in our grandparents generation what this would have been is underground work right doing it like Mm -hmm. behind like closed doors doing it behind curtains doing it underground but here we are like posting about it sharing about it and here's this community that's all about it and like encouraging it and now here we are building businesses based on Reiki, based on tarot, based right. on reading charts. And and it may not be that common yet, but this is only the beginning of, like, all this Aquarian energy, right? Right.
1: Not to mention, like, the, like, psychological warfare that, like, COVID has brought upon us mm-hmm. by just, like, disconnecting mm-hmm. us from everyone. Like, th- we're going to see this for years and years and years where people are going to still be healing what happened throughout the past year. So it's constantly coming up. Um, I have a really good book recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> I just started reading The Sophia Codes. Have you heard of
0: it? I've been seeing oh so God. much about it, but I haven't started reading it. But with each time I see it, I'm like, I think this is a sign for me to read it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the real sign. <laughs>
1: you can always do like... um you can look on like amazon they have like the first like chapter or i think it's like the first four chapters which are pretty Mm. short but like they just have it all on like the their book thing so you can just download that and see if it vibes with you but it's honestly so good um it's written by kaya raw and she talks about how like basically like the divine feminine has always kind of been like put down over time and like even with like biblical texts and religions and stuff it's usually like the the feminine that's kind of like in the background but like nobody really like talks about how much the feminine has helped humanity and so they're basically like these really strong powerful souls who incarnated like around those times who helped like shift the vibration and it's so interesting because like now it's all kind of like coming to the surface where they're like these souls like knew about the age that we're currently experiencing they knew that like the whole world was going to eventually awaken to all of this this like magic work like you called it and like the ability to just heal ourselves and to tap into this other energy and like become like supernatural essentially it's like it's all within us it's just that all this ancient wisdom has just been like pushed away or like the books have been burned and like everything, like we just lost this knowledge. And now we're like tapping back into it and we're like literally receiving downloads like in our dreams and our meditations, like whatever spiritual practices we have, it's like, it's, it's finding its way in. It's like our our DNA is like reactivating. It's so cool. Mm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's really, really powerful.
1: Yeah. And so
0: beautiful. And, and okay, I have so much I want to (laughs) say. There are so many different things, but we're also running out of time. (laughs) Right. I want to talk more about the feminine, but I think what we should do is let's wrap up understanding our inner children or, like, how to work with inner child work and how to how like what we think are ways to transmute generational trauma before we speak a little bit about the feminine yeah Um, yeah so how do you think we can work with our inner child wounds other than like opening you know opening up and um sharing about it
1: yeah yeah so i i really think it's important to Go, go back in time so like the past obviously is a part of us for a reason so like mm-hmm. really going back into your childhood and like thinking about like times that stand out to you like oh that one time like someone was like mean to me like really like just doing, doing the work either through um, like meditations like I mean, this is kind of more so like womb healing, but something I've been doing lately is like tapping into like cutting cords and Mm. um, just thinking about like past relationships, past like lovers and crushes and just in general, like people that I invested energy into. And like somehow, like even if you're only thinking about something that happened like last year, like six years ago or something, it's like, there's still something in there that can tie into you as a child Mm. so I think even if you can't necessarily tap into like me as a five-year-old like I have no idea what I was doing aside from like playing in the dirt but Mm. like what was I feeling like I don't know but the more you kind of tap into even experiences that happened more so as an adult you'll kind of start to notice patterns and like randomly, like, as you're just doing this work, if you like, let's say, did like, a month where you just dedicated like, five to 10 minutes a day to like, being in silence, oh, going throws. back into memories and like, being open to whatever comes up, I think like naturally, like, especially if you like incorporate journaling into it too. So then kind of like, you're starting to piece things together just throughout your daily life, like you could be driving, you'll like, have a flashback to something. And then kind of weave that into, like the bigger picture. And and start to notice like how it all blends in together and like why you reacted in a certain way. Um, like, I, I honestly think that's like the best way to get deeper with yourself is like, really like having that attention to be okay with what comes up for you. And like, setting that time aside to actually do it.
0: Mm, and yeah. to dive deeper when something does come up. I think it's so mm-hmm. nice that you brought up cutting cords because that ties in so well to multidimensional multidimensional. Mm-hmm. Oh, why can't I say yeah. it? <laughs> multi-dimensionality it's a long one (laughs) apparently (laughs) but i think i think this ties so well into that because that's such an Aquarian theme right and um cutting cords like i i never thought of it that way that you know anybody no matter who it is um, we've invested some sort of time in in the past it is so important to go back and cut these cords because we don't maybe we don't care about the people anymore maybe let's not say we don't care but let's say maybe they're just not four just players and mm-hmm. oh sorry what did you say
1: yeah like just doesn't affect us that way
0: exactly and mm-hmm. maybe they don't affect us that way anymore but then in our psychological perception it's still like tied into it and so cutting cords is so important mm-hmm. because if not as multidimensional humans we don't really think that any of that is playing into our physical reality but i mean as multidimensional humans we know that that's as 3d humans mm-hmm. we have no idea that this is playing into our reality but as multidimensional um earthlings (laughs) or beings (laughs) that we're establishing and learning more about as the Aquarian age comes about. We Mm -hmm. know that just because physical manifestations aren't here, it doesn't mean that our energy is not being pulled in 1 billion different ways, which ties into what we spoke about in the very beginning about like, if um, being at the mall affects your aura and your energy, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, if something like that can affect our energy, what more things that we've held in our mind for, like, years mm-hmm. and years on end?
1: Right, like, belief systems that no longer serve us, or, yeah, no, what, what you were saying, too, about, like, a relationship that you don't even realize is still, like, in a way bothering you, um, and just having, like, the, like, obvious, it, it's hard to have to look back especially if it's someone that really abused you or like someone that hurt you on like a very deep level. And you've kind of just like put it all away because you don't want to look at it. But there is like a level of self love that comes with just facing it and like creating like a safe space around yourself now and just telling yourself like, this is what's real. Like I'm no longer there, but like just being okay with diving deeper into it and, and, thinking about it like just letting like the memories kind of come up because what I've noticed is I do that especially like the womb clearing that I've been working on is like it starts to kind of lose its meaning because it's no longer like such a negative charge where it's like oh yeah I I closed the door to that like years ago like I don't need to deal with it but then it's like this demon is like growing in your subconscious and it's like just letting the demon like come out and just like looking at them and just being like okay well at the time like I did the best with the what I knew and then just kind of like leaving it at that and making peace with it and like sending that person love and like that kind of just like starts to already like clear that cord and starts to chop it up to where like you have that energy yeah
0: that's so powerful. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to add anything on that because that was so perfect. So, <laughs> from there, let's it's jump so into. Um, how do you think um, you want to tie in um, healing generational trauma? How do you think is a good way to kind of deal with that? Or first, I want to break it down to like how do we even understand if we have generational mm-hmm. trauma, right? And from there how do we then try to heal it or try to face it? I feel like it's very similar in the sense that if we keep it inside, it just builds up into a monster that we don't even realize.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. yeah, what do you yeah. think?
1: Uh, spending time in nature. <laughs> Cause nature is like the, the biggest like guardian that we have. Yeah. Like nature is our ancestors and like you start to separate yourself from like this story of like this is my normal life and how I live and I think like the more you kind of separate from that and like change your environment and start to really like rewire and change your perspective then you you can kind of see things differently like I mean I I feel like I've always known that I've had generational trauma just from like Bulgaria being through like so much craziness um, but like for example someone that like let's say grew up like American, like might never have like connected the dots where it's like mm. system is, is also like really toxic.
0: Oh, like it feeds you this
1: American dream. You're back. Oh, did it stop. <laughs> but yeah, like what even, feeds you
0: this like, American any, dream?
1: Any I was just saying that the American dream itself too is very toxic. That like. If you were someone who grew up like in America and like all you've ever known is like the American culture and like you didn't have like a secondary culture, you probably just think that everything's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But that's not true at all. Mm -hmm. It's like there's so many lies in our history, in American history. There's so many just projections and ideas like literally that stem from the education system that we just kind of carry through our entire lives and normalize these things that aren't supposed to be normal, like freaking working <laughs> nine to fives and like being in the rat race and like being in traffic for five hours a day, like that's just so normal in L.A. It's mm. like, no, it's not, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, to, to answer your question and wrap that up, it's kind of just like, I think disconnecting and, and seeing like what feels real, which to me is nature that feels real. And like love, and like just pure essence of just like being. And then when you start to think about like your your parents, your grandparents, like where they lived, like what the, what happened to the land, and maybe if you don't even know any of the history, but just start learning more about it, reading books or just googling stuff, like you're you're bound to start noticing things that maybe have always been with you as well that you just normalized.
0: I love how you said uh researching and reading books because that makes it so much less um a word I've been using a lot is woo woo <laughs> yeah. it just it it makes it so much more real right you can mm-hmm. like part of it could be you can go into your akashic records or you can you mm-hmm. know try to connect with your ancestors or try to connect with your angels, but it's so real that you can even go read a book or research and you will find that uh, like something is there. It's not just Mm -hmm. woo-woo and it's not just like metaphysical. It's like real. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and there's so many resources too. Like you can even just have like a conversation with one of your parents. Hopefully, if they're still alive, I don't want to sound like the eyes in that realm but like have have a conversation with like a family member like someone that's from the same part of the world as you and you'll kind of start to bounce these ideas off
0: of each other Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah like there's so much more yeah and I also love how you said go out into nature because that's like my that's everything to me like living with my family living within a house that just yeah. had, like is so emotionally charged just going outside and putting my feet on the grass for 10 minutes changes the trajectory of my entire day and mm-hmm. and it's so underrated right it's so like it's so easy to escape it's so easy to be like no I'll just stay on my phone and scroll on Instagram or I'll just watch a show um but it's funny because yeah. it's like just put your feet on the grass and see how much yeah. better it makes you feel. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Super underrated. Okay. There's magic. <laughs> um, absolutely. And really good too at like reminding us that we're not we're not everything, right? We're part of the world, but we're not all it is in the world mm-hmm. and that then brings us to Realizing that when we feel alone, we're definitely not alone because there is so much more around us. And a time like this, I feel like that's so charged, has such a big potential of making people um, escape into their heads just because it's so much going on. And kind of just be like, we're alone in this and we're different and people think differently and we think differently. But going out into nature is just like, no, 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 you're welcome here too. Like anybody is welcome here yeah
1: yeah nature Mm. is just like please join me (laughs) like (laughs) your problems are not even real
0: (laughs) yeah yeah but that takes me to a really small tangent that kind of makes me want to say that um once i went into the akashic records recently um Mm. and i got something about how nature always holds us up but what makes us think that when nature holds us up we don't have like hmm i read i read this so long ago not so long ago maybe a few weeks ago that i don't want to butcher it, how well it came out you know what i mean <laughs> so give me us Fortnite's to... version <laughs> oh god oh <laughs> It was basically something like, you know, when your troubles and your worries get too heavy, nature is there to hold you up. But it's Mm -hmm. important to understand that if nature is hurting, you're also hurting. Like if something about nature is in so much pain, you are also in so much pain. Therefore, sure, nature will hold you up when you're worried and when you're sad. But can Mm -hmm. you also stand for the earth, stand for, you know, the earth? And Um. Pay her back the way she then stands up for us when we're worried, when we're confused, Mm -hmm. when we're like full of full of stress. And she's like, here, just come put your feet on the grass and it will all be okay."
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like just come into the ocean if it's close by or go into a lake and like submerge your body and then you come out and you're just like, whoo, like you Mm -hmm. just feel like the like washed off like all this stuff that you were carrying.
0: Exactly. Same with like
1: the dirt and the grass, like all of it, it's crazy. Yeah, and that um, brings actually, in how,
0: sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. no, 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 you go. <laughs> I was just gonna say that brings in how you gave such beautiful examples of how to heal um, through the mind and through the heart, but what you just said now, those are such good examples on how to heal generational and inner, children, inner child um, mm-hmm. trauma, just by going into the elements like earth, air, fire, yeah. water. Go on, what were you saying?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, on, on that note, it's like everything is, is so sacred, like what we do. So it's there's one thing of just like plunging into a body of water and just like moving on with your life. But like turning it into a ritual and just mm. like really being intentional with it and going into the water for that purpose. Like I am going in and setting the intention to allow the ocean to wash everything away that no longer serves me. And then you start to feel like a little lighter and it's, I mean, nature is just medicine. Like there's so many different things obviously like essential oils, herbs, teas, like there's so much out there that now is like starting to become more available to us. Um, Mm. But I was just going to mention really quick, I found it really interesting going back to Sophia codes, (laughs) but they have a whole, she has a whole section on the earth. And basically Mm. when like souls choose like where they want to go, like earth is like this, this beautiful, like radiant place to go to because earth is like the mother and like other souls, like from other planets and star seeds, like love coming to earth because like earth is just so magical. Mm. And it's just so funny to me that, we chose to incarnate at a time when there's so much healing that the earth needs like everything from like fires and like climate change and like I don't like there's just so much yeah like obviously it all kind of stems from the vibration of the humans that are on the planet so We can heal ourselves and we can help the planet.
0: Mm, Which kind of, okay, so I think (laughs) if you're down, I would love to do a part two with you where we talk about the feminine and feminine um, higher and lower vibes and more about that because I feel like we touched into it a little, but the time won't let Mm -hmm. us um, talk more about that. But it's so important and I love also how you were talking about the goddess energy and how that's so important right now and that's what we have and that's what's coming up on the rise. Um, And so Mm -hmm. it ties so well into everything else we spoke about, but because the time is not enough. Let's do that. Um, Let's do (laughs) (laughs) that. I love um,
1: flowing with you.
0: Yeah, so good. (laughs) I'm amazed at how like, how we connected just so well and just, um, Perfect. I have two questions for you before this throws us off, because I think it will cut us off maybe in two or three minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. My first question is, where do you think earthlings come from?
1: Earthlings? (laughs) I think earthlings come from the stars. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I think.
0: I love it. Beautiful there's, different star systems. So
1: so many other places, and then we all just kind of come into one because we feel that mm-hmm. too.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. And what is spirituality to you?
1: Spirituality to me is being one with myself <laughs> and just accepting what comes up and accepting where I'm at and, and just being okay with. Being in the present moment, I
0: mm-hmm. think
1: presence is, is very spiritual to me.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that ties into earlier how when you were talking about healing our inner child was like just being present and being aware and being open to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, So good. This is such soul food. Oh, I know. am so glad we did this. I know. I feel like there is a lag, but I want to go and read because I feel like I saw some um, pretty cool messages come in. Yeah. Um, so let's read that until yeah. Instagram decides to throw us off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so there is one here that's mm, I love that. This is why when... I would do healing, work on my maternal bloodline. It always ends with my grandma. Thank you for Yeah, always ends with the grandma. Or always begins, too, with our grandmas, right? Yeah. Um, I never thought about how our life started while our grandmas were pregnant with our mom. Absolutely. Me neither. I never <laughs> thought husband, that, too. By the
1: way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello. Um, and here's Thea. Goosey's and so resonating with everything. I've been going through so much generational work. The past month's regression dreaming and allowing space to process. Thank you. Thank you, uh okay. Yeah, I think we incarnate to heal. We absolutely do incarnate to uh-huh. heal. And being alive at a time like this. <laughs> I know. It's like,
1: bring it on, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're
1: just getting stronger and stronger, too. So it, it's really a beautiful thing to be able to, like you said,
0: start this and mm-hmm. then kind of pull everyone along with us. Absolutely. And while Instagram is not kicking us off yet, I'm gonna go with one more question for you because um, I actually wanted to ask you this in the beginning, but we got really into the flow. Um, What are your thoughts on Aquarius and how would you describe Aquarius as an Aquarian? Like, what do you think the Aquarian age is like? What do you think this feels like with all these planets in Aquarius? Right. I
1: mean, I love like the (laughs) whole like hippie movement of the 60s, like the whole like Aquarius, like we just dance in nature with flowers and we like roll around in the grass and like love each other. And like, like I personally love that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Aquarius is all about just like being your unique self and like allowing like that expression of you to really come out and, and just being yourself without judgment and I notice it all the time in the younger generation. Like they're just so mm. good at just like being themselves. that I feel like I kind of like have to like learn more by just like, you know, removing all these layers and like learning to just be okay with like who I am and like they just do it so naturally and I love that. It's like all Aquarius vibes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so true, and it's interesting because to some people it's like it's too much because we're not used to it, but then when we when we look closer, it's like it's too much because we're carrying so much on us, maybe if we shed a little more then we'd realize it's actually not too much, but it's the basics.
1: Mhm that's so true,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I kind of look at it as like tying your shoes. <laughs> And just, like, pulling the laces in tighter. It's, like, just kind of, like, letting go of, like, whatever. And just getting tighter into, like, who you actually
0: came here to be. Mm, that's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end with that note because that was amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was so, so good. Thank you
1: for inviting me to be on your program <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for joining me it was amazing such a pleasure connecting and talking to you and i cannot wait until our part two <laughs> our part two So Donna, i can't wait
1: oh have an amazing day as you begin your thank journey
0: you. oh thank you so much and thank you to everyone that um watched and hung out with yeah. us and shared space and energy and time and love
1: i see those hearts I'm pushing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> appreciate it thank you jojo this was so good thank you cutie pie oh i'll see, I'll see you, you soon bye, bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs>